Welcome back to another episode of the Balance of Sam podcast. I am so, so happy you're here. My name is Sam, if you don't know that already, and I'm going to be giving you mindset shifts to lose weight so you can become the most confident and unstoppable version of yourself in work and life. Seriously, I'm just going to be giving you doses of realness and reminders of how badass you already are. And so I'm really excited that you're spending time here and I appreciate you and love you so much. Now let's dive into the episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, friends. So this week's episode is a little bit different because I was actually interviewed on my friend Rachel Havcoast's Facebook group, and she is an avid journaler. She's a mental health wellness advocate, and she is an amazing writer. And so she wanted to have me on to talk all about mantras, affirmations, my story, and some things I actually haven't really shared much on here um, or in general with the public. And so I wanted you to have a deep dive into kind of the shit I've told myself and how I've broken out of that and so we're going to dive into this week's episode as an interview so you kind of get a sneak peek of a lot of the stories that I used to tell myself a lot of the inner critic just bullshit that would come out of my like I wouldn't even say it out loud but it would be in my head and so I want to just let you know that you aren't alone if you struggle with anything to do with negative self-talk or a loud inner critic or just feeling like you have to have it all together so let's dive into the episode and I'm so excited to hear what you guys think and I would love for you to go check out Rachel. She is absolutely amazing, one of my greatest friends, and I will put a link to her information in the show notes. Love you guys. Let's tune into the episode now. Hi. Hi. Hey, Sam, we're live on Facebook. We did it. <laughs> we did it. We did it. Oh my God. My echoes in the background because I'm watching it at the same time that I'm on it. <laughs> we are Facebook savages. Millennials for the win. Yeah, right. Um, I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much for being my first guest. I'm so excited. Me too. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Um, can you just give viewers and people in this group a quick background of who you are, what it is you do, um, and just sort of the amazing impact that you have uh, in the world? Yeah. Well, thank you, first of all, for having me. I'm so excited to be here and get to know your audience and like, talk and chair and kind of dance a little. Um, so yeah, I'm Sam and I am a mindset coach and mostly I help women lose weight um, and heal the relationship with food and their body um, because of my own past experiences with binge eating and basically being such an asshole to myself for so long. Um, now I help other women just be so much nicer to themselves and start to heal the relationship with food so that they can just feel really confident, feel good, do the things that make them happy. Um, and what ends up happening is that they end up losing weight. So we focus on like the emotional weight that they have to lose first and like dig into the mindset stuff and then they can lose the physical weight. Um, and 
the whole like framework in which I've developed only happened because I lost weight and then I lost 30 pounds and then I started sabotaging myself and realized that it was because my beliefs were that I couldn't actually sustain it. And so I was doing all these things to get in my own way. And once I realized that the mindset portion was actually the thing that really mattered, that's when I was able to like lose the last like 10 to 15 like pounds that kept lingering and help my clients do it and so now that's what I teach is like how to actually go deep do the deep inner work first before trying to lose weight or else you're just gonna lose weight and then regain it and mm-hmm. yeah so and it's so fun like I have so much fun with it and empower my clients to really just like feel so good and confident in their bodies so they can go live in their purpose that's like the big overarching thing is you can't show up in your life if you feel like crap. And yeah. so empowering them to feel really good so that they can go show up in their relationships, in their work, go like live out the things they're supposed to be doing on this earth. So, yeah. yeah. I think that's really incredible. I think it's like, it's so important no matter like what your goals are in life to be able to have a mindset shift so that those goals become sustainable habits. Cause I know for me, like whether it's with body image or career goals or relationship goals, like if I'm just focusing on the outcome or the end result, then I'm, I'm constantly setting myself up for disappointment because what hasn't been solidified is how I see things and my perspective. Um, totally. So I'm yeah. curious, like for your, like in your own personal experience before you even started working with clients, like what were some of your limiting beliefs or some of the thoughts that you had about yourself? Oh my God. I had so many. <laughs> I like, I'm still figuring them out. It's hilarious. Like, um, every, th- every time you're like, oh, I got them. Like, I'm good. Like another one pops up, you know? Um, but I think, I think the, the first ones that I started to identify were, um, I don't fit in and I'm not good enough. Those are like my two core wounds. Um, the fitting in was like all, a lot of experiences, like growing up and feeling like always like the outcast or like, I just, I was never like the the cool one or like the most popular. And there was always, I always felt really like isolated. Um, Although I, on the surface appeared fine, like deep down, I was like very unhappy. I just wouldn't really allow myself to feel that way. And then I think the other one, like the good enough um, was just to do with like, you know, like my parents, right? Like having high expectations, my dad, especially like being like a super crazy perfectionist and like having a really high expectations for me and me feeling like I could never do anything to like please him. Mm -hmm. And so I was always searching for validation outside of myself when in fact I realized like I have to do that for myself. Like I can't wait for someone to acknowledge me. I have to acknowledge myself. And I remember when I discovered those, like this is probably like maybe two or three years ago, I realized this, maybe two years ago, it was like, I just fell on the ground, like in the fetal position being like, holy shit, this is what I've been telling myself. Like, I've never felt like I fit in. I always felt like an outcast, like, and that made me further do things that would isolate me. And same with the good enough. Like I was such a perfectionist, like, and I, I, to a fault. And now I'm seeing like that actually played a really pivotal role in my like development as a coach and like my ability to grow a business really like great and like, you know, successful and, and all these things, but it also has a place and then it also can do a disservice. So like understanding that there's, I'm really grateful for my experiences and the limiting beliefs because they've gotten me to this place. But now I've been able to kind of transfer those into more empowered beliefs. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, just like as you're talking, like I relate to like everything that you just said in a lot of ways, especially the feeling like I'm not good enough. Um, and then dealing with it using perfectionism or productivity and how acceptable and encouraged that is in our culture and society. Totally. So we're reinforced for those coping mechanisms for those negative beliefs, which doesn't do us a service in allowing us to acknowledge those negative, those negative thoughts or those core wounds, as you called them, um, and find other ways to heal those wounds while still, you know, meeting the expectations of society, you know, whether it's having a job, feeding myself, a roof over my head, yeah. um, and being able to separate them, but also see the value in that skill, but as separate from how do I cope with this feeling of not being enough? Yeah. And it's crazy. Like I've been doing a lot of like reflecting back on my own story and where that pattern showed up. Like I used to think it only showed up in a certain place in my life. And I realized like that pattern actually showed up everywhere, like literally everywhere down to, um, my workouts not being good enough. I had to work out like fucking 15 times a week, probably like I was doing double sessions. Like that wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. Um, my calories, like they couldn't get low enough, right. My relationships, like I couldn't love enough or I wasn't beautiful enough. Um, my body, someone told me, uh, one of my old bosses, actually, she was like, your, your body doesn't matter. You're stronger than you look. That's what she said to me. (laughs) And I was like, and that was like, wow, I'm still not enough there athletically. Um, when I like in high school, like I didn't make certain sports teams. Okay. I wasn't enough there. Like I was never enough. And yeah. like every time these events would like further affirm that. And then in my body, like for someone to say that to me and then someone telling me like when I had lost the weight, like, oh, you're not going to keep that off. I was like, well, I guess I'm not good enough to keep it off either. And it was like all of this like bullshit that I was buying into that I didn't even know that I was buying into until I discovered that. And I was like, whoa, all I've been doing is trying to prove myself this entire time. Like trying to grow my Instagram as much as possible, like always chasing more followers. Like literally that was like my MO. I was like, I just want to grow my followers. I didn't even know why. I was just so obsessed with like that validation. I want more likes. I want more of this. I want people to acknowledge me. Like, why can't anyone just tell me I'm beautiful? Like, because I didn't believe it myself. And it was just like this, like, aha moment of, holy shit. Like, I've been living my whole entire life trying to prove something that's already true, Mm -hmm. which is I'm good enough. And like, I still have to remind myself of that. Like we all do, I think, but it's, it's crazy. Like that's the cycle of, of when you're trying to prove something that's already true. Like, no wonder why it feels like you're going crazy. (laughs) Yeah. It's a never, it's a never ending game because there is, there's no finish line because it actually, it's already here. It starts right here, but we're looking for it out there and it doesn't exist out there. So it's just a constant seeking and seeking and then never it's, and then even that feeling is like not enough, right? Like exactly endless dissatisfaction and feeling of like, I can't, I can't fill up enough. I can't fill up enough. Hello friend, Sam here to interrupt your episode really quick. I just wanted to remind you that Breakthrough the Binge closes its doors tomorrow, Friday, May 29th at 11.55 p.m. Eastern time. If you are not already inside, go snag your spot. This course is for you if you want to heal your relationship with food and your body. If you have a loud inner critic or there's a lot of negative self-talk going on in your head, this course is for you. We're going to dive into you and your mindset and your relationship with yourself. And then we're going to dive into your relationship 
relationship with food and your body and start to heal it and give you the foundational mindset shifts you need in order to feel really in control of your life and finally start to become more confident and just show up fully in all parts of your life. I would absolutely love for you to be there. There's already over 45 women in this course. They are on their way to becoming their best self and I would love to have you there. If this is something that you're interested in, head to the link in my bio in the show notes. I love to see you there and I hope that you know that you are truly unstoppable when you put your mind to it. All right, let's head back to the episode now. Yeah, that's like the destination addiction, right? It's yeah. like and Abraham Hicks, I I don't know if you listen to her, but um she's amazing and something she said to, said once was Uh, two things. One was, say you have a goal, right? Whatever that is, it could be a business, it could be a relationship, it could be, you know, your physique, um, working through a pattern or something. As soon as you have a goal and you desire more, as soon as you get to your goal, you're going to desire more. So what if you were just satisfied with where you're at, but eager for more? And that mantra, like it, I like heard it and I was like, Oh my God, that's literally what I've been doing my entire life is chasing the next thing. I'm never fucking happy with what I have. Like, I'm grateful, but I was never satisfied. Like, I was always like, what's next though? Yeah, but more, but more, but more. I got more. I need more money, relationships, food, this, this, progress. It's like, no, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm here. Like, I'm good. And yeah. anything more is bonus. And that reframe was so powerful for me because I had never just like, I had never acknowledged and like just sat down, you know, it's like you get to the top of like the mountain. I have this like vision in my mind of what this would be like. It's like, you're chasing the next mountain. You're always climbing mountaintops. And then one day you get to the top of the mountain and you realize like, I did it. I'm here. And I I had this like, this humbling moment, I guess, where I was like, yeah, I, I am just here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I never got that before. Like I was like, when people say like, you are where you are. I'm like, no, bitch. I want to be over there. <laughs> this, you know? <laughs> right. Right. And it, it did take me, I think it took me a lot of chasing the next thing to realize like, you're always going to want more. Mm-hmm. That's just human. Yeah, but if you do, if you only focus on that and never like practice being satisfied with where you're at, you're going to be in a constant state of dissatisfaction and like searching for stuff outside of you. And that's all I was doing. Like, and I still get caught in that pattern. I don't know about you, but like, it's easy to just go, 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 do, do, do. Oh yeah, I get caught in it all the time, and and especially when I'm in the U.S., I find if I'm if I'm overseas, like either in Asia or Latin America, where life is just slower, yeah, it's a lot easier for me to let go of of outcome, of doing more, of being better, mm-hmm. and just totally be, um, because culturally that's more acceptable. Whereas here, like we're surrounded by more, 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 do, 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 bigger, better, faster, stronger. Yeah. Um, so it, it's easy to get sucked into it. And if that's already a core existing belief, it's even easier because it's reinforcing that. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a constant battle and like a constant, at least for me, like a daily checking with myself, a reminder that, nope, I'm enough right here, just as I am. I was born this way and I'm good. 
And if I want to set goals, I can, and I'm going to let go of my expectations and outcomes and just do one foot in front of the other. Yeah. It's so easy to just get swept right into that wave. So I love that. I think like a mantra I use around the expectation is like have intentions, not expectations. Mm-hmm. It's like the like peace and release. You're like, yeah. all right, I want this thing. And if I want it and I believe I can have it, it will happen eventually. So I'm not going to be so obsessed with when and how. I'm just going to trust. And I think that's like the biggest lesson I've learned in the past. I mean, that's been like a recurring theme for me in the past probably like three to six months is like trust. If you're doing things that are in like love and service, I just like truly believe that if it's coming from that place, everything will be fine. Yeah. Like, and it always has been. Like you've always gotten through. And I, I remember, I always try to remind myself of that. It's like, I've dealt with hard shit and I've, I'm, I'm having this conversation with you right now. I've lived another day. Like, yeah, it's not always easy, but if I've gotten through all that other stuff, I'm good. If other people can get through all the stuff that they're going through right now, I'm fucking blessed. Like, I am so grateful for my problems, you know? Like, I'm grateful to have a credit card to pay off, you know? Like, I'm grateful to have, like, taxes to pay, you know? Like, stuff like that where I would get so mad. I was like, no. I am in such a beautiful place. And I still have a a shit ton of things I got to work through, but, like, I'm grateful for the problems. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's days where I'm like, fuck this, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> but more often than not, you know, like just keeping it real. Like, yeah, like I'm a human, you know? So, and I think yeah. letting, letting ourselves feel the things is like super, and, and that's what you talk about. I love that you, like you ask such powerful questions in all of your, like all of your writing and your, your Instagram posts. And I'm like, yes, like asking the questions is really how you, dig into this stuff and like figure out who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little, cause I'm curious about, you know, you, you mentioned these kind of two core wounds of not fitting in and not being enough. And it sounds like you've done a lot of um, introspection and self-reflection and asked those hard questions. And so I'm curious if you can talk a little bit about how you, how you started to ask those questions and what the, you know, like if someone was like, okay, I want to find out those things about myself. Like What's the blueprint? How do I go about doing that? Yeah, totally. Well, I think the first thing is to acknowledge yourself for having self-awareness to even recognize that you had that belief in the first place. Like being self-aware is really hard. Um, And it can, you know, if it doesn't come naturally to you and if you weren't, that wasn't modeled to you growing up. Um, So that's a huge win because I remember like, I didn't even know I had the belief until like I said, like two years ago. So I've been living my life, not realizing this. And a lot of people live their entire lives, not realizing it. So that's huge. And then I think the first thing I did was questioned the belief. Um, and I just got like curious around it. I wasn't, uh, I, I think at that place in my life, I felt like really defeated that I had felt that way because I was like, oh my God, like, the world's ending. Like that's how it felt. It almost felt like I was like being broken in half and it felt very like emotionally taxing. Like I couldn't even do my work. I was just like on the floor and that's not 
like me, like I'm very energetic and bubbly. And I was like, what is happening? Am I dying? (laughs) Like, what the hell? So I think giving yourself grace and like space to do the work and like doing it, whatever pace feels really good for you is like, it doesn't need to be painful, but just respect that it is, it can be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I got curious around like the do I fit in? Like, I don't fit in question. And I I was asking myself like, well, do I fit in? And I was like, no, I actually don't fit in. Right. And my coach was the one that helped me see this. And he's like, yeah, you don't fit in because you weren't meant to. And I was like, oh, and it kind of like gave me permission to like, not be an outcast. Right. But like, to just be me. Like whatever that meant, I think no one feels like they fit in. Like everyone always has something where they're like, I don't fit in. And it's like, yeah, no one fits in. There's no in to fit into. Like we are all so different. And I wanted to so badly like be like them, whatever, whatever that meant. I want to be like those girls. And I realized like, why? Like why? And it was like, I just wanted love. And I realized like, no, like I can do that for myself. And I have to, in fact, do that for myself. And so I started getting really curious around it and asking myself, like, well, like, who am I? That was the the next question was like, is this belief true? Yes or no? And what's a, an empowered belief I can start to like replace it with? And I think like, instead of saying like, I don't fit in, I was like, yeah, like I was meant to stand out because, and my because was like, I am becoming someone who, so using using a verb that is like a process verb not like i am you know beautiful if you don't believe you're beautiful and you say i'm beautiful like that doesn't work you can't like trick your brain so if you say i am becoming i started thinking about like well who am i like do i fit in no what do what am i who am i like what do i what am i doing here like these like crazy existential questions and i was like i'm just trying to help people like that's what I'm trying to do. And you have to stand out in a certain sense in order to help people because, or else you would be the person that's getting helped right now. So I was like, yeah, I have to stand out because people need to know that I can help them. And it it all kind of clicked in my head, like, oh, I have a purpose. And part of it is to be the energy that I am and like embrace it. Like just love the parts of me that I was like denying for so long. Like, oh, I'm too much you know, like, or I'm too loud, or I'm, I have too much energy, or I'm too, whatever. It's like, for, compared to what? And like, who? (laughs) It's like, no, I'm fucking me, yo. Like, this is me, and you don't like me, bye. And like, you know, I say that in kind of like fun, but it's like, it took me a long time to be able to really say that and mean it. Like, I fucking like who I am. And I think it's, it's a matter of, of like stepping outside and being like, well, who am I? Do I like the person I am? And at that point I didn't, I did not like who I was. I didn't like, I was such a victim. Um, I complained about everything. Like everything was like, what was me? My finances suck. My business sucks. Like I'm blah, 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 blah. Right. Like I'm ugly. I'm fat, all the things. And I'm like, like, that sounds so gross. Like, I don't want to be that. So I was like, no, I'm making a decision. And I just like decided on that day. I was like, I'm going to start being the person I want to be little step by step. I was like, okay, what's like, and so I think for, you know, for everyone listening is like, what's one thing you can do to start getting closer to the person you want to be. Right. 
And like, that's all you can do because for so long I tried to do everything at once and that led me to doing nothing because I just got really overwhelmed (laughs) and did nothing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and just binge ate basically to distract myself from doing the thing. (laughs) And yeah, I think like, I think getting curious with yourself in, from a space of like understanding and compassion and love, because if you do it from a place of judgment and like, I hate myself, which is what I did for the first few years, I'll be honest. I like tried to hate myself into a new person Mm -hmm. instead of being like, wait a second, I've just had a lot of experiences in my childhood, you know, growing up, things people told me that weren't actually my beliefs and like almost thinking of myself like my inner child right like thinking of myself like she just didn't know like I just didn't know like that I was good that I was loved that I was fine the way I was and any belief I've I've thought or had that doesn't agree with that isn't mine it's not like we are all born whole and complete and anytime anyone used to say that to me I'd be like shut the fuck (laughs) like I just didn't get it you know I wasn't like ready to get that and then I thought about it I'm like well I guess you're right like I I'm I deserve what I want we're all kind of born deserving and I was like where along the way have I not believed that and that was like when I started to recognize some of these stories and be like I don't want to believe that anymore Mm -hmm. and started to create the the empowering, like I am becoming beliefs. And that's been honestly the thing that's changed me. Like even a year ago, even six months ago, like the amount that I have changed because of this stuff is crazy. Yeah. And I mean, you just like dumped a whole bunch of knowledge. So I'm like, <laughs> let's go, let's go. But, I mean, you just, you basically just like gave a mini masterclass in like affirmation writing and like reframing negative thoughts because there's this, you know, this whole concept of like writing an affirmation can seem very, I know when I first started writing affirmations, I had this, the same kind of reaction you did, which was like, fuck that. I don't think I'm beautiful. Fuck that. I don't think I'm worthy. That's that's not real. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And something that was really pivotal for me was having a therapist tell me, like, you don't have to believe what's out there right now. What, what do you believe? What is, what is the, the pathway to possibly believing that at the end? And it was those process words that you're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. I am working towards believing I'm beautiful. Yeah. I can believe that, you know? And like, I tell my, my journaling group that all the time when it comes to affirmations like if you don't believe this end thing right away start with what you do believe but use it as a doorway to what you hope to believe someday and then eventually those become little steps that that lead you to that eventual belief of whatever the thing is that you want to believe but it doesn't feel real um and I think too like you know in terms of like thinking oh well you know I'm not feeling like I'm, I'm lovable or worthy or I'm enough. It's like, that's just not a real thought. Like, even if it's not, and we're just like living in la la land of like, let's have beautiful thoughts and blah, blah, blah. Like it feels better. Mm -hmm. It feels better to believe that I'm worthy and that I'm enough and that I fit in or that I don't. And it makes me unique. Like why, why would I deny myself the pleasure of living a joyful life? Because, because what, if I'm miserable, then what, then what, you know, like, yeah. 
So I experienced that a lot in people, like a lot of people don't believe they deserve, let's just use a body, right? Cause that's how I help women. Yeah. They don't believe they deserve the body they want because they're not there yet. Right. And a way that I have helped people start to believe it is okay. Why not? And when they try to describe why not, they're like, you know, really grasping for things because they actually don't have a reason. It's just what they've always told themselves. Yeah. And, and another contrary, like, I guess another counter question would be, if you don't believe you deserve whatever the thing is, right, then why does that person? Like, the, who, who are they? Like, right. they don't deserve it any more than you do, right? And yeah. it's like, oh, and that for me was like a mind blowing thing and in terms of when I was changing my body. Cause I was like, why does she get to look that way? Cause when I was so focused on like looks, right? Like, why does she look that way? I want to look that way. Why can't I look that way? And I was like, oh, I've been telling myself I can't look that way. So I've been doing things to prevent myself from looking that way. Yeah. And it was crazy. Like (laughs) mind fuck. Yeah. No. I mean, the mind is very, very powerful. Like, and there's so many different schools of thought around, you know, how to, how to improve your mood or your self-confidence or get what you want. And to me, it all boils down to like the mind and the power that our mind has, whether it's, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy and changing your thoughts or, um, you know, more spiritual psychology or uh, meditating and, and realizing that we're all one. And, you know, like it doesn't, it, it all comes back to the, the brain and like the ability our brain has to influence what happens in our lives. Yeah. Um, it's just crazy. And like the subconscious, like if I don't believe that that's what I deserve, then I'm going to do things to act, to actively not get that thing without yeah. realizing it. It's crazy. Totally. There's, there's two things required to get what you want uh, desire. So you have to want the thing, right. And belief. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe that it's possible, then you will sabotage. Mm-hmm. Right? If your desire is not strong enough, then you won't do it. Right. Cause it like, it won't be big enough for you to overcome the obstacle. Say it's where, say you want to get really strong. If you don't really want to get strong that badly, then you'll just, you won't. So the desire and the belief have to be there and they have to match. And that's what, that's like when you see people like living their best fucking lives and they're like, so aligned, right? Like let's use, um, like Mel Robbins, right. Or like Brene Brown. These people are like, so fully stepping into their purpose They're You can just tell, you see them, they exude this like alignment. I don't know how else to describe it. They are, they have the belief and the desire and it's there and it's matching and that's what gets that's almost like what allows you to quantum leap results is when you can start to believe and the belief part is often the hardest thing because we all want shit duh it's uncovering all the limiting like roadblocks to get you to believing like oh fuck yeah it's possible yeah hell yeah right yeah so i'm curious how you help how do you help your clients overcome or even realize that they have these negative beliefs and then overcome them so that they can get what they desire? Yeah, that's an amazing question. Um, well, I think a trained ear, uh, I've been doing this for a while. And so 
I actually just had a discovery call with a client earlier today. She was talking to me about a bunch of stuff, but the main thing that she said was, I just can't seem to lose these last 10 pounds. And I, so I let her talk and explain everything. And I was like, all right, do I have permission to give you some feedback? Like sometimes I'll do a little coaching on our, like on a sales call. Right. And she's like, yeah, of course. And I was like, well, the first thing we have to change is your language. If you tell me you can't lose the last five to 10, 15 pounds, you won't. And it's like starting to pick up on where, like the language around. And it's usually like, I should or shouldn't, I can't, um, I won't, I, I tried. It's like all of these like almost victim words where Mm -hmm. it takes the power out of our hands. And so when I can recognize that I can just say, Oh, you just told me you can't lose the last whatever pounds. And she's like, Oh shit. (laughs) You know, and it's just like, boom. Right. So I have clients like do a dump of what are the things I've told myself about my body, about, um, food, especially because a lot of women, it's not the exercise, it's the food. That's really like the hard thing. I can't stop eating. I can't stop binging. I can't stop overeating. I just can't seem to lose the last few pounds. I just can't lose this tire around my stomach. You know, like I can't lose my belly fat. I can't use my arm flab, like all those things. So what is, is it something that you have them like write down or like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just ask like, do a dump, write yeah. them down. Right. And then from there, once you see it, it's kind of like a, oh shit. I believe a lot of things. And then asking them line by line, um, do I have evidence that this is true? And actually just getting curious, right? Like the way that I did with my, I don't fit in or I'm not good enough belief. And often it won't be their truth. It will be somebody else's. Like, oh, my mom told me that I can't blah, blah, blah. So I now think that like my mom told me like, oh, like our family has trouble with big thighs. So I believed that to be true for me. And then I couldn't lose the weight there. Right. Or whatever. And so just getting curious around it. And then if they decide that they don't want to live in that space anymore, because it has to come from them. So you guys like whatever beliefs you have, assuming you don't want them anymore because they're, they're just holding you back. Thanking them for existing, first of all, not being mad at them. And then just being like, okay, now today I get to decide to rewrite my story. Mm -hmm. What's that story going to be? It could be anything literally. And I think that's like, gives you the empowerment to be like, I could be anything I want to be. And I almost took that moment of me falling on the floor as being like, fuck everything like I'm reinventing myself I don't care anymore what people think because I've been living so long about caring about what people think having FOMO trying to fit in like I don't want to do that anymore I'm so sick and tired of my own shit and living my life for somebody else like yeah I just want to live my life for me and so I get clients to write what that next version of them is going to be okay instead of I just can't seem to lose the last five to 15 pounds is I am, and instead of trying to lose something, you're trying to gain it. So changing that dynamic, like I am, you know, getting healthier every day, or I am satisfied with where I'm at, but eager for more. Mm -hmm. I am becoming someone who deserves her dream body, right? Like I am taking it one day at a time and starting to like really dig into like, what are the things or the patterns I do and creating a counter belief 
with that action verb we were talking about, like the, the process, the Mm -hmm. I am becoming, I am doing, like making it feel like, oh, it's possible instead of saying like, I, I'm lost. I like, I'm losing weight. It's like, it's possible for me to lose weight. So it's just like that little inkling of hope and almost like tricking yourself and being like, I mean, I guess it's possible. Yeah. And then soon it will be like, it's possible. And then soon it will be like, I can do this. And then you'd be like, I'm doing it. (laughs) Those are the baby steps. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And like my, you know, my journaling brain is like visualizing like how I would like map this out in a, in a journal. And like, it's great. It's like something that anyone can really use with whatever your, your goals are that you feel like I just cannot accomplish this, like making a list or like, I love that you called it a dump of like, what are the, what are the beliefs I have about not being able to do this or about failing or about not succeeding, getting those all out and then marking the evidence of like, what, why is it that I believe that? Where is the evidence for this? Mm-hmm. Where is the evidence against this? And then which of these do I want to let go of? And, you know, circling those and then writing new statements, writing new stories, writing new thoughts. Um, and like doing that sort of, this is my new story. These are the new, the new thoughts that I'm going to have. Yeah. Um, I think that's such a great exercise and such a great place to start because it allows you to have permission for, for, and meeting yourself where you're at right now without any shame or judgment and just saying, look, this is where I'm at. And it's not my fault. Like, you know, it's not, mm-hmm. it doesn't make me a bad person. This is just where I'm starting right now. And this is where I want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's really cool. Yeah. And, and like be, um, I think I took it so seriously. Like when I did this, I was like, Oh, I'm dying. Like that's how it felt. <laughs> and, and I, I encourage you guys to just like, to be a little, I guess like playful around it. It's like, it's okay. Like it's fine. And we all have a starting point. And I think for me, like a good example of this is with my finances. Like I was so, I had no idea about money. Like I didn't grow up in a household that talked about money. There was a lot of shame around money. Um, I had a lot of beliefs around money. And when I, I hired a coach, like a, a financial coach, and I was so embarrassed where I was at. And I remember she was like, Sam, like wherever you are is where you are. But if we don't actually figure that out, I can't help you. Like you have, like, or else you're going to just keep living in denial. And I was like, fuck, that's what I've been doing my whole life. I've just been pushing it off. Like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. And then I'm like, wait, it's actually just getting worse. So it's like, yeah, it sucks. That initial, like, oh my God, I'm in debt. Like, and this was me. Like I was in credit card debt. I didn't know how much money I was making, how much money I was spending. I was, I was running a six figure business, not knowing anything about it. I was like, I don't know. Money comes and goes like, you know, like I was like, I don't want to deal with it. It stresses me out. And, and then I realized like, wait a second, I have to find, like, it was a really humbling moment of like, I got to figure out where I'm at so that I can move, move on. Yeah. And it's like, another analogy is if you opened Google maps, right. And you didn't have that little blue dot telling you where you were, how the hell could you go to the supermarket or to the park or to wherever you wouldn't know. Yeah. You have to have the like self-awareness and the acceptance of like where you're at in order to make the change. And that honestly is like the hardest part is like coming to terms with like, well, I have $15,000 worth of credit card debt to pay off. That sucks. (laughs) But like the longer you deny it, the like harder it gets to pay it. So acknowledging like, all right, I'm here. It's not ideal, but 
moping around about it, it's not going to make it better. So might as well just take it one day at a time and just like, that's all you could do literally. And yeah. that for me was like a, okay, it was humbling. And same with weight loss, right? Like when I was so overweight and like basically in the obese category, <laughs> I was like, this sucks. I feel disgusting, fat, ugly. I can't get it together. I, I can't even look at myself at the mirror. But that comment that was made to me was like the fuel for my fire of like, well, it's not going to get easier to change. So, and I had to do that like one thing at a time. Same with my relationships. Same yep. with my, like literally every part of my life I've reinvented because I've realized my limiting beliefs and where I was at. And I was just like, not happy. Yeah. And it's like, it takes time. Like longer than you want. I'm still in the process. I don't know about you. <laughs> like, I need a bed a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like when I think when you realize that like you're not the only person like doing this work, it makes it yeah. a lot more enjoyable because it's like we can have this conversation, right? And it's not like uh it's like yeah. okay, like yeah, it's like damn, we're in the thick of it, you know. But then also like you don't have to, you don't have to change. You're, you're want, like, you, you want to, cause like, you know, that there's like more freedom on the other side and like more peace. And like, that's what life's about is like enjoying it. And yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love that. I, I like can't stop thinking about this Google maps analogy. Like I'm just like, it's the metaphor is just expanding in my mind of like, <laughs> you know, for, for, for me, at least thinking about, um, a lot of what I, my negative sort of, or like a limiting belief I have is like, well, it's easier, for, it's easy for other people, but it's hard for me because mm -hmm. the odds are stacked against me. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's sort of like saying, I already know that my path to get to where I'm going is going to be a lot harder than yours. Cause yours is probably just a really clean boardwalk and it's just one street. You got to go down with no traffic, but I know that I'm going to have to climb Hills and, you know, parkour and it's going to be a lot harder. So I, you know, I'm just not even going to open my eyes and see where my dot is. Yeah. But if I don't, if I don't see where my dot is, I can't actually know that. And I also don't actually know where your dot was when you started. Like you could have been in the, in the forest where there were no roads and you had to, you know, swing from trees. I don't know. Like, I don't know your life. Yeah, I don't know your no. journey, you know? So, yeah. and, and also like re remembering like where we started too. Like if I look at my, you know, the Google map of my life, of my journey, like where my dot is right now and where I want to go. And then seeing like where the dot was when I started like, oh my God, I've come so far. Yeah. And sure, like there's more work in my mind that I want to do, like because I'm choosing this life of, of, of you know, continual self-awareness. Like that's what I want and that's not for everyone and that's fine. But if I see how far I've come, it's like, holy fuck, if I can get through that, if through those roads and that forest, like, cool. Yeah. Like I can handle this. Like, and it made me think of what you were talking about earlier of like, I've, I've done, I've gotten through hard days. And I saw a post on Instagram the other day that was like, you've gotten through a hundred percent of your hard days. Yeah. Like, How humbling. Oh. It's so crazy. You, you think about that. You're like, oh, like it makes yeah. my brain hurt a little sometimes where I'm so, like, yeah, you're right. Shit. You know, it's like, it kind of calls you on your, on your bullshit. Yeah. And I think that's, for me, like, that is so important to just remember that, like, you're a lot stronger than you think, mm -hmm. and you literally can do anything you want, and the craziest part is, like, 
as humans, I think we only tap into like, I don't know, maybe like 60-ish percent of our potential. I don't even know what the percentage is, but it's like stupid. And if we're if we're thinking about the most successful people in the world, like let's look at Oprah. If Oprah's only operating at her 60%, can you imagine what she'd be operating at as her 100? Right? So it's like, scary. we're probably, you know, like a normal person, whatever that means, uh, is like, like we have so much that we could do. Yeah. But we don't think it's possible. Wait, we get in our own way. We sabotage. We procrastinate. We're perfectionists. We have all the reasons why we shouldn't. But it's like, yeah, but what if you did it? Mm-hmm. Like, what if you just tried it? Yeah. And that, that's that been, honestly, I think the the success I've had in my life is because I always think to my deathbed, I know this may sound morbid, but it's the truth. When I'm on my deathbed or wherever I'm dying, I never, I don't want to have a single regret. Like that would be my biggest fear is having regret. So I live my life on those terms. Like, will I regret doing this or not doing this? And often I'm like, no, I'll figure it out. I'd rather just do it and figure it out. And I think that comes down to like the trust that it's always worked out. It's going to be fine. Um, And that like, I know, like I've, I've done research on people that are in nursing homes. Like they have one of a few things that they regret. And the biggest thing is like not allowing themselves to just do the things they wanted, living their life on somebody else's terms. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't fucking want that. That is the scariest thing. Like, I don't want to live my life for somebody else. What? So I can die and be like, God, I wish I didn't work so hard. Like, no, like I want to be like, I'm so happy. I did the things I did. I'm so glad I prioritized fun and family. Like, I'm so glad I grew a business and like made it my little baby. And it's like my mini project, you know, I'm so glad I took that leap of faith. I'm so glad I lost the weight that I wanted to lose. Like, and it's like, it happens. It's, it's going to happen how it happens, but regret is the thing that helps me stay guided. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to regret this. Yeah. No, I don't think that's morbid. I think about death all the time, not in like a scare, like, I should, I think about death in the same way of like, like, I'm like when I have to make really hard decisions in my life and I get really wrapped up in what's the right decision, what's the right decision. I just remind myself like, yo, I'm going to be dead one day. So like, Mm -hmm. just decide something. And if you don't like it, change, like what's going to happen. Yeah. Nothing is nothing. is. Well, the worst that happens is I die and that's already going to happen. So like, you know, um, I don't, yeah, I, I, I'm a fan of, of contemplating death and sort of like, you know, visualizing what, what it's going to be like at at the end of my life. And how can I use that to, um, make choices today that feel like really aligned with what I want? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's, and it's like good, I think to have, um, like to just remember that, like, if you feel stuck, it's probably because you're not making a decision right? Like that's where the stuckness stuckness comes from. It's not from making like a good decision or a bad decision. It's from making no decision. Mm-hmm. Making no decision is still a decision. And that's a decision to stay stuck. And I remember like reading that or like understanding that concept. Cause I've always considered myself someone to be like indecisive. And I was like, why am I so indecisive? And I was like, oh God, I have such a hard time making decisions. Like, and I was like, oh, it's because like, I don't want to be wrong. (laughs) Duh. Like, I don't want to fail. 
And then I was like, well, wait a second. The only way I can fail is if I just don't do anything. Like that's for me, like failures, like saying stuff. So I might as well just make a choice. And if it's the right choice, cool. And if it's the wrong choice, it's a lesson. Mm -hmm. And just knowing that like the most successful people get successful because they just make decisions and they learn and then they adapt and they get up. And honestly, like the past year has just been me like being like, fuck it, I'm I'm doing it. Fuck it, I'm doing it. What's the worst thing can happen? I'd I'd rather just make the decision than like stay in my own puddle of shit. Yeah. And and that's not how everyone's going to operate. I totally understand that. But it's also a good exercise. And like, if you are feeling stuck, like, what's the worst that can happen? And if I make these decisions, like, which one has the most pros? Just do it. Like, do it. Maybe get someone to help you make that decision. Like, empower you, believe in you. And I think the belief, like, going back to that belief thing is like, have someone that believes in you. Like, it's been, for me, it's like always a coach or like my boyfriend. Just like, you got this, Sam. And hearing that is like, it's probably four of the most powerful words. Like you can do this when someone believes in you. Yeah. That's it. You just sometimes need that. Like we need that little extra assurance to take the little leap. Totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, I imagine that your clients feel like so supported and held by you and like just having you to look to or to hear from, like that they have someone who believes in them is like such a big catalyst to, um, to stick to their goals and to have someone to keep them accountable, but also to say like, I support you. I believe in you and you can do this. You're not alone. Yeah. And I'm curious, like, so you talked about a lot of different sort of components of what I imagine you work on with your clients, like understanding limiting beliefs, reframing negative thoughts and negative beliefs, um, getting clear on a roadmap from where I'm starting and how I get to where I'm going um, setting goals and figuring out, you know, plans and structures for making those goals and, and making decisions and getting unstuck. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you can touch on like what, and I also know that you, um, you have your clients do some type of journaling or writing or reflecting as a way to kind of help them through all of those different mindset things. And I'm wondering if you can talk specifically just about one of them that either you love to do yourself or that your clients find is really helpful or something that maybe, um, listeners can do at home as well. Totally. Yes. Um, I think the big thing is like my morning routine. Um, and I make all of my clients adopt a morning routine. It can be like mine or they can do a variation of it. Uh, but it's basically a four part little thing that I do every single morning, weekends, weekdays, while I'm traveling, while I'm home. And it sets the stage for my success my productivity, uh, me not eating because I'm bored, overwhelmed, stressed, um, me getting my shit done and just like understanding myself a little bit more. Uh, and so I can actually give your people my, I have like a little download so I can, I can share that with you, but basically the first thing, well, when I wake up in the morning, I chug water. So highly recommend hydrate before you caffeinate always. Um, and then, um, I chug coffee. (laughs) I mean, not chug it. I sip coffee like a lady, (laughs) whatever that means. Yeah. With my pinkies up. And then, um, the first thing I do is write down, uh, gratitude. So anything I'm grateful for actually this week, Kurt, my boyfriend has challenged me to write down things I'm grateful for around New England weather because I've been complaining about it so fucking much because I just want it to be summer and I'm so over the cold. Like we're going to be moving to California 
in the next year. But like right now I'm really in the like, oh, I hate the cold so much phase. And so he's like, I challenge you. I'm like, God damn it. You're, (laughs) you're so right. I need to stop complaining. So right now my tooties as we call them gratitudes my my tooties are um all weather related but typically they're things like flowers or like the sunshine or my clients or all the money in my bank account or like the fact that I have legs so that I can go for my walks like stuff like that you know whatever you're grateful for so I write those things down and then the next thing is affirmations so my I am becoming statements um recently they have been around food and body image because I have, I'm releasing a course in a few weeks and I'm kind of reminding myself of all the things that sometimes I can forget. So like, you know, things to do with like the daily, my daily habits with food or even my beliefs about my body, like I'm good enough where I'm at, stuff like that, where I can fall into comparison or like feeling I, like I should be there by now or, you know, all that stuff. Um, so that's affirmations. The next thing is a brain dump. So anything on my mind, it could be a sentence. It could be a fucking paragraph or like a few pages. It's so dependent on the day. This morning I had a lot to say, so I wrote a lot. Um, but some days I really won't have that much in my head and that's okay. And then I do a one, three, five list, which is basically like a to-do list on steroids. And it's fucking amazing. It's changed my life. And It's basically a to-do list with priority because often when we have to-do lists, like we do the easiest thing first. And so this thing helps you figure out your like one thing and how I help you like figure that out is what's the one thing you need to do today in order to feel good going to sleep at night. And that's usually like the big thing. And then the three is like, you know, three medium-sized tasks. It would be awesome if you got them all done, but like sometimes life's gonna happen and you won't and the five is like miscellaneous shit like gotta call my doctor book that appointment check you know email stuff like mundane tasks that could be put off and like aren't the biggest deal but like you want to knock them out and that really has helped me structure the day so I'm not overwhelmed and I just get things done and I feel productive and I feel like I have purpose for each day Um, and then that will take me anywhere from like I know it sounds like a lot, but it's really not like two minutes. Sometimes it could be really short. could take me up to 20, maybe 30. Like it really depends on the day, but on average, I would say like five to 10. And then I go for a walk and then I start my day. And I think that having that grounding practice is like so huge for me. Like that's, and that's an exercise that you can adopt. And I find that it like, that is the biggest tool I have created after spending so many mornings feeling so overwhelmed, so flustered, uh, and then going to bed at night feeling disappointed in myself. And that routine has helped me feel so much better about myself, improve my confidence, self-esteem, my business. I get more shit done. Um, and I get to know myself. Like I start to know my patterns. I can observe like, Oh, I do this when I do this, you know, like, Oh, I was bored. I had this like weird window of time. I was kind of bored, but I knew I should be doing something. So instead I ate, shouldn't do like, I don't want to do that again, you know? And so it kind of helps you reflect. So when you kind of in 
I mean, I, I really love the framework of how you do, it's, it's so interesting for me to hear what other people's sort of morning journaling ritual is, because I have my own as well. And there's a lot of similarities, but it's cool because there's, you, you, you've put your own unique spin on it in a way that like really helps you. Um, I really want to try that one, three, five. That sounds like it would really help me. Um, and that kind of like, so I have a couple questions from the uh, journaling crew and you kind of answered one of them, which was like, is there a benefit to doing it in the morning versus the evening? Mm -hmm. And it sounds like a lot of what you use your journaling for and what you have your clients use journaling for is setting themselves up for a successful day mm -hmm. uh, and kind of becoming more aware of like what, what might I encounter today and how can I prioritize so that I feel really good about what I'm doing and I go to bed feel, feeling really good. Yeah. Um, and then another question that, that somebody had that I thought was a, a good question and I imagine some of your clients might have is like, how do I make time for myself when I have so much other shit going on? Like if I'm a parent and I don't have a nanny and like COVID sucks. So like my family's here and I'm taking care of everything and everyone and cooking and doing my work. Like how do I take that time for myself um, and be consistent about it? Yeah, totally. Well, I'll answer this and the other question in, in one answer, which is, figure out what part of the day actually is easiest for you to carve out time. So some of my clients do their morning routine at night. Like they plan for the day. Cause like nothing, like you're just sleeping, right? It's not like any crazy new thing has happened. So sometimes they'll do the morning routine at night and that's cool. Uh, you know, you may have to adjust a few things if you get like new emails or like life things happen when you wake up cool. But if you set the framework, then you, you should be good. So figure out like where is a natural break in your day and um, what feels the easiest and then start there. And then the way to start this is really small. So you don't have to, like I said, it can take two minutes and I encourage all my clients when they start to just start with like gratitude, just start by sitting down at the table with your paper and write down your little tooties, then you're good, right? Then you can build onto that, but start somewhere. And uh, I guess a reframe for, well, I just don't have enough time is well, if you say you don't have enough time, you won't. That's first. But secondly, what is not doing this for yourself costing you? Uh, I can name a bunch. Your mental sanity, feeling like everyone else in the world gets priority over you, feeling like you never have any time for you, feeling frazzled, um, like a million things. I'm sure that the listeners can be like, yeah, I always, I don't feel in control of my day. I get to the end of the day and I'm like, what did I do today? Like, how much longer is that going to be okay? Mm -hmm. That's it. And when you realize the pain of not doing it is bigger, then you're like, oh shit. You know, that's what caught me to do it. Cause I was so sick of my day to day. Mm -hmm. I was so like frustrated with myself. And I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Ah! And I'm like, I need to get my shit together, whatever that meant. And I was like, okay, I need to start developing this, which is why I'm, I'm like so obsessed with it now because I spent the first 29 years of my life being a total like overwhelmed, like burnt out, feeling like go, go, go. Like my head was spinning a million miles an hour, always feeling like I was giving to other people and not to myself. And I'm like, I just can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So it's like, typically you're already at your rock bottom. So like, what's the worst that's going to happen if you carve out five minutes for yourself? Like nothing. You're just going to be much more mentally sane and everyone else in your house is going to be happier because you're going to be happier. Yeah. And that's, that's really like a huge reframe from a lot of my clients is like asking yourself, like, what is it costing you? What is it costing your family or your coworkers? It's not just about you. It's like, 
it affects your life in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, it's that anchor. Right. And I think like remembering or, or realizing or hearing again that it doesn't, it doesn't have to take a, a whole lot of time. It can be a five minute practice and it's about, yeah. And it's about the cumulative effect of doing it daily and yeah. those small little five minutes having an impact over time because it's, you're, you're telling your brain every day I make time for myself, even mm-hmm. if it's five minutes, you're training your brain to understand that like I, once a day, I'm the most important thing. And that alone is part of what's happening when you sit down and do that, that little ritual. It's 100%. the content too, but it's also the act of I'm showing up for myself once a day. Exactly. That's it. It's like keeping that one promise to yourself. Yeah. And honestly, like you, you can literally dedicate 30 seconds. Like it's, it doesn't matter. Just do something. And I think like we all fall into the like all or nothing, like, Oh, I can't, if I can't do the full thing, I'm not going to do it. Fucking stop that right now. Your all or nothing mindset is not serving you anymore. There's a million shades of gray. And as soon as you let that go, I know for me, that was like such a big thing for me is like, if I can't do the full thing, like I'm not going to do it. It's like you release that pattern, a whole new world is out there, girlfriend. Like it's amazing. And setting down like a minute to do your, even just to do your one, three, five list will dramatically change your day. You know how good it feels to check things off to get them done. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's a human nature. We like love feeling productive. Like, yeah, we showed up. We created meeting. We have purpose. Right. And it's huge. It's so crazy. The results I've seen my clients, everyone that did my 14 day challenge, people all over the internet. I just randomly will get DMs. Your one, three, five list just changed my life. Like I have so many messages about this thing. I'm like, well, I didn't create it. First of all, I've just adapted it to my morning routine. But secondly, I know it's amazing. And like, even with the one, three, five, like it doesn't have to be one, three, and five. It could be one, two, and four. It could just be one thing. It's like, feel free to get really like, make it yours, make it adaptable and moldable. And like, Whatever you got to do to just get the things that you want to get done, done and feel good. It's just a feel good tool. That's yes. it. Ugh, I love it. And I want it. And I want you to share it in the group. Like I feel like it's such a great tool. Um, okay. I want to do two more things before we wrap up. The cool. first one is like, so you've, you have given us so much good shit, Sam. Like I just love the journey you took us on. Like, I feel like I learned more about you. I do every time we talk. Uh, <laughs> I'm so grateful that, uh, you showed up and just poured yourself out for this group and provided us with so much amazing information. Um, so please, I want to give you space right now to tell us like, what are you doing right now? How can people work with you? How can they find you? Um, share like how we can access more of this amazing knowledge. Totally. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm super grateful to be here too. And I love you and I'm I'm like so, so happy that Instagram has brought us together. It's such a beautiful place. Sometimes it's not, but most of the times it is. And I just love it. I'm giving you a big hug. Um, But yeah, I mean, okay. So how to work with me. Um, I offer like, this is what, this is what I'm doing recently. Uh, I have one-on-one clients. I have a group coaching program and I'm also releasing an eight week um, online course that's called break through the binge. And it's basically to help women like heal their relationship with food, stop overeating, stop binging, basically everything that I was doing that was 
holding me back from, from my dream body. Um, and then in fact, when that healing happens and the emotional weight is shed, then the physical weight just kind of falls off. So it's an eight week course. I'm really so excited because it's like my life's work in a course. Um, and that's going to be, um, there's a wait list for it. I'll give your listeners a link. You'll get 25% off if you get on the wait list, which is exciting. And, uh, it starts May 25th is going to be like numero uno day one. So get on the wait list. Um, and then it will be launching the week prior. So I'll give you all those details. That's really exciting. Um, and I have a podcast you guys can listen to balance with Sam. That's where I share a lot about my own personal journey. I have really cool guests on there that talk about, um, I mean, everything from my entrepreneurship to their own relationship with their body, disordered eating image, uh, body image, I mean, everything, um, negative self-talk, overcoming limiting beliefs, pretty much all that we just talked about, um, on, on our, you know, this live, which has been so fun. And yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram, like just hanging out. I'm just trying to have as much fun as possible, teaching a workshop, um, starting to teach more, which is really exciting. And so, yeah, I think the best way, honestly, if you, if you are interested in working together is join my course. Um, because right now my one-on-one client spots are totally full and my group coaching has one spot. So cool. But the, the course is where it's at. It's going to be amazing. And I'm not offering it, um, for this little bit price again, I'm doing this for like the first group. So it'll be a lot of fun. And that's the goal is like to have as much fun as possible to make this enjoyable, uh, and to really just help show people like what they can do, like empower them to be like, yeah, you fucking can do this. Like you got this girl. I am the burrito and you guys are filling and I fucking swaddle the shit out of you. And I just roll you up and I'm like, girl, you good. Literally, uh, that's what I tell my clients. I'm like, you guys are just a filling, like the cheesy, beanie, ricey, meaty filling. <laughs> I love it. And that's like a perfect segue because if you guys don't already follow Sam on Instagram, she's at Salty Lifts, like, yes. which is like A, like the best Instagram username ever. Um, <laughs> but she is like my little slice of joy every day. And I'm going to make her do this with me to finish this off. But she's always dancing. Yes. <laughs> story and it's just like it brings me so much joy because like she's just like you'll see Sam will you dance with me to like wrap up I I always end my calls like client calls anything calls with a dance it's just so important to get out of your head I have to practice it myself and so yes 100% okay here we go ready I'm always ready I hope you can see my butt I got my uh my crazy sweatshirt on that's like so I love it. I'm not wearing a bra, so things are gonna get weird. Oh yay! <laughs> things are getting weird up in here. <laughs> I love it. Oh my god. Oh god. Thank you so much, Sam. That was amazing. Yes, girl. I'm uh, so grateful to be here and um I really hope this has been valuable for your audience, for you. And um yeah, I mean like cheers to stepping into who we are meant to be, you know, like enough of this, like, I don't fit in. I'm not good enough. Like, no, you fucking are. You're fine. You're good. You're good where you are. And we can all have goals and like work towards them, but just like be satisfied with where you're at eager for more. Yeah. That is the mantra. I love it. Thank you so much, Sam. You're so welcome.
I, I love you so much and I'm so grateful. And, um, you know, give me some feedback in the comments or yep. hit me up on Instagram. I'll be there. Love it. Love you, girl. Okay. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Alrighty, that wraps up another episode of the Balance with Sam podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to our interview. And I really hope that this helped you just feel a lot less alone and that you are literally not the only one with a voice in your head that's telling you all the things that just aren't true. I want to empower you to know that you can change that script at any time. And honestly, that's why I created my course, Break Through the Binge, because you don't deserve to be in a puddle of your own crap anymore. You deserve to get out of that. And I'm going to empower you and support you. I like to call myself the burrito and you are the filling and I am just swaddling the shit out of you in love and support and accountability and just remembering that you can do this. If you found this episode valuable at all, please screenshot it, share it on your Instagram story or sign up for the course and I will see you inside. I love you so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll catch you on the next episode.